0: And welcome back to Music Madness. This is your host, Kent. So today is a pretty big day. Today we're going to reveal the results of our very first week of voting by you, the listeners. I'm pretty excited to get into it. This is when people's feelings start to get hurt. Who will be our Cinderella, the seed that moves on that shouldn't? Who will be the first high seed to fall? And this is when it gets real. And this has got me pretty excited. Before we dive in, a couple things I wanted to chat about. First of all. Thank you so much for coming back for a second episode. Or if this is your first time checking us out, thank you so much for listening. I've had a ton of fun putting this together, and it's been a lot of fun to see other people starting to connect with this content and really kind of listen and be excited about it. So if you're having fun, please be sure to give us a like, give us a review, help grow the audience, because the more people we have voting, the better this is going to get. Second, I wanted to revisit what we're actually doing here. I have an intro pod up, but that now that we're kind of into it, we got a few things to cover. So there are a lot of ways to connect with this podcast, but the only thing you really need to do every single week is to vote. The winners that we're going to cover today are decided by you, the voters and the listeners. If you, in order to vote, you just have to visit the website, which is marchmadness.com podcast.wordpress.com. Scroll down, click on the vote now button, and that link will be this week's voting poll. More voters do it, the better the results. You don't even have to listen to the whole pod, but I am sure glad you do. So vote and listen. That's the assignment. However, I am looking to build a community around this of music lovers. that want to discuss it in chat. I know a lot of people love music and I want to give people a chance to really discuss it and get involved in what goes into the pod and the best way to tie into that community is to join our discord server in there we'll post predictions for who we think will win the bracket discuss future theme ideas discuss the current themes progress and make fun of my knowledge of some of the artists that we're discussing which i will admit is lacking on some which is why i'm doing this is i want to learn more And the final God tier level of involvement is to follow our Twitter and Instagram tags. If you know me, I'm kind of a recluse on social media, so I'm trying to create content for these. So it's kind of interesting to see how bad I actually am at this, but it's been fun. Um, I actually put a picture on my personal Twitter account for the first time ever, and I joined Twitter 13 years ago. So uh, you just kind of see me evolving a little bit as a human being. I've included links to all of this in the description for this podcast, so be sure to check it out. Just as a reminder, this week's episode will be a bit different than last. Last week, we went through and laid out all of the different matchups, why we picked them, how we seeded them. By now, you should be familiar with who the players are, so I'll be revealing who won, the percentage of the vote for each participant, talk a little bit about the matchup for next week. I'll spend a little bit more time talking about some of the closer matchups or albums that we discussed on Discord this week. So now enough housekeeping, let's get down to why you are all here. The results of our first week of voting. There are some upsets, I'm excited to share them. There are some blowouts, like some complete annihilations. And that's what the madness really brings. We are moving on to our round of 32 as soon as this pod is posted. As soon as you go out and vote, we'll be on to the Sweet 16 next week. And that's when we'll really start to be able to do some deeper dives into these albums. Really get to know what was going into them. What, uh, what happened with them and why they they won the Grammys that year. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to really get into that. So let's start at the top with the modern bracket. In our 1 versus 16 matchup was Michael Jackson's Thriller versus Henry Mancini's The Music from Peter Gunn. In this 1 versus 16 matchup, it was a absolute blowout. I said at the in the original pod that Thriller was probably the number one overall seed, and it did not disappoint. It got 100% of the vote. It was a blowout, not a major surprise. LMC on our Discord server noticed my awful pun with Thriller being a quote-unquote monster album, but it didn't disappoint. Never thought Mincini stood much of a chance, but it was like a 132 demolition in a basketball score. At our eight versus nine, Eric Clapton's Unplugged versus Lionel Richie Can't Slow Down. This kind of Did and didn't surprise me, but Eric Clapton absolutely annihilated Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down with 85% of the vote. Clapton's "Unplug" is an acoustic set of all his best stuff, so it probably should win. It's it's really one of those lifetime achievement-seeking albums. Richie's album had a pretty low RYM score, which is a reminder our music site is Rate Your Music, which is a score aggregator site, and uh, it really hasn't held up over the years. Our next matchup will be a 1 versus 8. Thriller runs into a little bit more stiff competition in round 2. Can Clapton slay the Beast, or will Michael moonwalk his way into the Sweet 16? At 5 versus 12, we have Billy Joel's 52nd Street versus number 12, Christopher Cross's album, Christopher Cross. In the NCAA bracket, it's an old cliche when you're picking a bracket, that every single year at least one 12 seed beats a 5. It seems like it happens every single year. Well, but it's not in this matchup. I had barely heard of Christopher Cross, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of crossheads in our voting group. Billy Joel got 93% of the vote and moves on handily. At our four versus 13 seed, Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water versus Stan Getz and Joao Gilberto's Getz Gilberto album, the girl from Ipanema couldn't get across the bridge over troubled waters. Seems like there's a lot of Paul Simon fans in this community. Because Simon and Garfunkel's opus got 96% of the vote. And this will be kind of a theme as we go through a number of these results. In our next matchup, it's going to be a four versus a five seed. Simon Garfunkel versus Billy Joel. It's a soft rock battle for the ages. It's kind of crazy that we're only in round two and we're already seeing a massive matchup like this. This seems like it's going to be kind of an impact on who comes out of this bracket. And it feels like the winner of this one may actually give Michael Jackson a challenge. In our number six versus number 11. Oh, it's our first upset alert horn. Certainly won't be our last, but Paul Simon's Graceland, the number 11 seed, knocks off Nora Jones, come away with me. Honestly, looking back when I was doing the rankings, this one stuck out to me as a potential upset. Jones sold almost two times as many albums, but when doing the research, Graceland was on a lot of lists that said it was one of the best albums of all time. Simon squeaked by with just 52% of the vote, but that's an upset, right? Like, he still won. It'll be interesting if his uh, two albums, either him or him and Garfunkel, run up against each other down the line. At our 3 versus 14, Taylor Swift's Fearless versus John Baptiste's We Are. Taylor Swift's Fearless takes down John Batiste with 73% of the vote. Not a huge surprise. Honestly, I'm surprised Batiste got 27%. A couple people were on Discord saying they really liked this album, so I may have to give it a little bit of a listen, but um, yeah, it it still wasn't a surprise. Our next matchup will be a 3 versus the 11. See if uh, Taylor may be in a little bit of trouble. Um, This podcast is just getting going, so with a growing number of voters, the smaller sample size upsets may happen. If you're a Swifty, I'd be worried about your girl and try and bring in some reinforcements because Paul Simon is strong in our current sample. At the 7 versus 10, we have Daft Punk's Random Access Memories versus Various Artists, the Concert for Bangladesh. Seven versus 10 seed matchups are always a dogfight, and this one was really close. Daft Punk pulls through with 58% of the vote, but it could have gone either way. Just a couple more votes one way or another, and it would have just really swung it. So, not a surprise there. At the two versus 15, Adele's 21 versus Tony Bennett's MTV Unplugged. Adele's 21 was just as powerful as her voice. Got 85% of the vote, knocking out Tony Bennett's Unplugged album. The unplugged recording of all your classics worked for Clapton, but it wasn't enough for Bennett versus the OP Adele album. In the next round, we have a two versus seven, the France versus Britain battle that we all have been waiting for. Just like the old times, Adele is representing the Union Jack while Daft Punk raises the fleur-de-lis. It's on like Waterloo, onto the ladies' bracket. We have our one versus 16 seed, Carol King's Tapestry versus Judy Garland, Judy at the Carnegie Hall. It really does seem like the number one seeds are just a little too strong, which is why they're number one seeds. Carol King got 89% of the vote over Judy Garland. I actually got teased by a few of our Discord members for not knowing who she was, and this is totally acceptable behavior and encouraged. I should have known who she was for the great song she has on this album, and I will say my musical tastes tend to... To trend more into the rock genre And incredibly modern So it's not likely To know some of these older artists But that's why I'm doing this I really want to dive in and learn a little bit more On the history side of things I'm a history dork as anyone who knows me will know I did enjoy listening to her music this week And really getting to know Carol King At the 8 versus 9 We have The Chicks Taking the Long Road Versus number 9 Ray Charles Genius Loves Company Just a bit of a programming note, I'm not going to do the upset alert for a nine beating an eight because they're really coin flips. It's not a big upset, but we do have a little bit of an upset here with Ray Charles picking up 63% of the vote over the Chicks. Another re-recording of the classics takes out their opponent. These re-recordings are kind of a cheat code um, because it makes it really tough for their opponent because they're all great songs on these re-recordings, which, uh, you know, if you listen through them, they're actually really good. In our next matchup, we have a one versus a nine seed. Can Ray Charles actually challenge Carol King this week? It's a battle of the crooners. At our five versus 12 seed, we have Taylor Swift's 1989 versus Bonnie Raitt, Nick Time. So for a large chunk of the week, this actually looked like Taylor Swift was in tr- some trouble, which surprised me. Bonnie Raitt was able to pull in 41% of the vote to Taylor Swift's 59 that would have been a pretty significant upset, if you ask me, just with the the profiles of both Taylor Swift and Bonnie Raitt. At our four versus 13 seed, we had George Michael's Faith versus number 13 Steely Dan's Two Against Nature. George Michael's Faith is just too good. I played it for my girls this week, and they really liked this one. Don't judge me. When I was younger, I really loved the Limp biscuit version of Faith. I don't think you can listen to it too many times. Um, And it was funny because someone texted me this week that they voted against Steely Dan just because this album beat out Eminem in 2001 and they're still bitter about it. So it it was really funny. Faith got 74% of the vote versus Steely Dan. Our next matchup is a strong one with a four versus a five. With the weakness that Taylor showed in round one versus Ms. Rate, I can only imagine how this is actually going to go. I feel like George Michael may be a dark horse to actually win this whole region. So we'll see how it actually goes and if he can start building some momentum. At our six versus 11 seed, we had blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and tears versus number 11, U2, how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Just like when Apple put U2 on everyone's phone and you couldn't delete it, our bracket has rejected U2. Blood, Sweat, and Tears got 65% of the vote and sent Bono, The Edge, and the other guys that no one knows the names of packing. At our 3 versus 14 bracket. Wow, so Stevie may be a problem in our bracket, just like he was for other artists actually trying to win a Grammy in the 70s. Songs in the Key of Life got 96% of the vote versus Quincy Jones. So I have to credit discord user nick for pointing out that i had totally missed a major song on songs in the key of life anyone who was a kid or lived in the 90s or 2000s will recognize the beat of the song pastime paradise coolio sampled the hook from this song for gangsters paradise i knew that gangsters paradise was a remake but i had no idea that this was one of stevie's I actually like Pastime Paradise a little bit better. I listened to it probably 20 times this week because it was so good. In the next round, we have a matchup between a 3 and a 6. You better get your bell-bottoms on for this 70s showdown, Stevie versus Blood, Sweat, and Tears in round 2. At our 7 versus 10 matchup, we have Natalie Cole, Unforgettable, with love, versus number 10, John Lennon, and Yoko Ono's Double Fantasy. Natalie Cole got a pretty easy matchup in round 1. A couple of people mentioned to me how truly hated Yoko Ono was back in the 70s. And it really showed in that Natalie Cole got 74% of the vote and moves on. At our two versus 15 seed, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill versus number 15, Barbara Streisand, The Barbara Streisand Album. This one was a little closer than I thought it would be. Lauren moves on, but with only 70% of the vote. Babs has some power with her older stuff. Might just be that some people don't like rap. LMC was on Discord and reminded me that it's not like Lauren Hill completely stopped making music after this album. It was just she continued on with the Fugees instead of as a solo artist. So it's interesting that the one album she actually made by herself went on to win a Grammy. So uh, she probably should have made some more. Our next round matchup is a two versus a seven seed. Um, this is a match of two of the three black women to have ever won the Grammy for Best Album. Still crazy that Beyonce isn't one of those women, but we'll see who comes out of this one. On to the soundtrack bracket. In our 1 versus 16 seed, we have rumors from Fleetwood Mac vs. Frank Sinatra's Come Dance With Me. So Leeward on Discord has been very disappointed in me that I didn't know this album, and I have to set the record straight. I knew all of these songs. I knew Fleetwood Mac. I just didn't know they were all from this album. As I said, my tastes are a lot more modern and a little bit more in the rock side of things, which is a big reason why I'm doing this pod. So I do want to learn, and I encourage making fun of me and educating me on a lot of this stuff, so it's great. Either way, Rumors is awesome, and you all think so. Rumor got 96% of the vote and sent Sinatra off to dance by himself. At the eight versus nine seed, we have Stevie Wonder's Intervision versus Paul Simon. Still crazy after all these years. Paul Simon is at it again, and he gets his revenge. So I said in the original pod that Paul Simon had thanked Stevie for not making an album in 1976 so Simon could win one. And here he gets even. The vote was super close, with 56% of the vote going for Simon, but still, he moves on to the next round. I think this will be, with our one versus nine seed, a really interesting matchup. These are two of the biggest albums in the 70s, and they're matched up here in round two. I have a feeling Fleetwood Mac should roll, but I didn't think Simon would make it to round two. So, uh, it is what it is. In our five versus 12 seed we have Taylor Swift's Folklore versus Frank Sinatra's September of My Years. Another upset. As I said at the top, every year in the NCAA bracket, a 5 loses to a 12. And here it is, a 5 lost to a 12. This one actually surprises me because of the magnitude of the upset. Frank Sinatra blew out Swift in this one. 59% to 41 I have two daughters that are preteens and they are going to be upset by this one. Honestly, they don't love the folklore album, but they really love their Tay Tay. It's funny that this album actually is hers, her one that lost because it's her least commercially successful one. So uh, it was a big upset for Frank Sinatra to actually move on. At our four versus 13, we have Oh Brother Where Art Thou versus Robert Plant and Alison Krause's Raising Sand. This one feels like a lot of people voted for Robert Plant, the artist, versus this album. I know it's tough to divorce the two, but this isn't Led Zeppelin Plant. This came out in 09, and it's only 14 years old. This album couldn't even buy a beer. Oh Brother Where Art Thou is moving on with 61% of the vote, but it was a lot closer than I expected. In our next round, we have a four versus a 12 seed. And can Frank's reflective album keep on rolling into the Sweet 16? It'll be interesting because OB or uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou showed a little bit of weakness in round one. So can they they continue to move on? At our six versus 11 seed, Phil Collins, No Jacket Required versus number 11, Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. I am loving these mid level matchups because they are so tight and competitive. I called this one a soft rock dogfight and it did not disappoint. Phil pulled through with 52% of the vote, but this was by far our closest tally of the week. And it it really was, I was watching it all week kind of go back and forth. So it was a lot of fun. At our three versus 14 seed, we have Saturday Night Fever versus Herbie Hancock, the River, the Joni letters. Saturday Night Fever sent Herbie Hancock down the river. Herbie was just happy to be here like he was with his actual win, and the Bee Gees got 78% of their vote and are moving on. So in our next round, we have a three versus a six seed. Phil Collins is a lot stronger second round matchup, but can he put up a strong enough fight to actually challenge the disco freight train that is Saturday Night Fever? We shall see. So make sure you vote on this one. At our 7 versus 10, the arcade fire, the suburbs versus Harry Styles, Harry's house. So either a lot of people really don't like Harry Styles, honestly, can't blame you, or a lot of people really like the arcade fire. Probably a combination of both. Harry's house was only able to garner 21% of the vote, so the arcade fire is moving on. At our 2 versus 15 seed, number two, Whitney Houston, the Bodyguard soundtrack versus number 15, Glenn Campbell, by the time I get to Phoenix. And I, I am moving on. Sorry, I got to sing at least once every pod. Whitney cruises by Glenn Campbell, 75% to 25%. And I'm actually kind of surprised it was that close. But, you know, it is what it is. A win is a win. In the next round, two versus seven seed. The first round, the Canadian indie rock group took out a modern pop. I can Can they do the same in the second round with a much bigger star? And now on to our grab bag bracket at our one versus 16 seed. Number one, the Beatles, *Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band versus number 16, Bob Newhart, the button down mind of Bob Newhart and Vaughn Meters, First Family. So I have to say a small percentage of you threw a vote to Bob Newhart and Von Meter. Four percent of you. But an overwhelming majority went for Paul, John, George and Ringo. So it was actually a really interesting conversation on Discord. Mike MC informed me of a conspiracy theory back in the day that Paul McCartney actually died in. I think it was like 1964 or something like that. The album cover for this one was supposed to be his funeral, and there were a few lines in some of the songs that indicated he was dead. And they really were playing into it and trying to like it was it was it was kind of a um, urban myth out there that he was actually replaced by someone else. Could you imagine something like that in social media today? Like somebody actually spreading a rumor that a major celebrity was dead. I'm kind of shocked that no one's tried it, if I'm honest, within the space to just try to see if they could actually pull that off. At our eight versus nine seed, number eight, Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Versus number nine, Celine Dion's Falling Into You. Well, I know my wife is going to be upset with this one. She told me she loved this Celine album growing up. It was really close, but it looks like the modern pop star is going to move on with 64% of the vote. In the next round, we have a 1 versus an 8, so I know Billy has been everywhere for the last few years, but can she really survive the Beatles? We'll see. At our 5 versus 12 seed, our number 5, Santana's Supernatural, versus number 12 from Beck, The Morning Phase. Carlos Santana is still smooth after 23 years, and Beck is truly a loser. With 70% of the vote going to the Guitar Master, he's moving on to the next round. At our 4 versus 13 seed, Adele's 25 versus number 13, Toto, Toto number 4. Even with the catchy hooks of Africa, Toto couldn't withstand the sheer power that is Adele. Adele is saying hello to the next round with 75% of the vote. In our next round, we have a four versus a five seed, and man, this is when things start getting real. Seeing either of these albums go home before the round of 16 seems wrong, but it's going to happen. Uh, make sure to vote for your favorite here, or else uh, it, it's, I have a feeling this one's going to be real close. At our six versus 11, the number six, Outcast, The Speaker Box, The Love Below, versus number 11, Casey Musgraves, The Golden Hour. Hey, yeah. Outcast is moving on with 75% of the vote. Country albums are struggling in our bracket. It feels like we may not have a lot of country lovers in the vote. So if you love country, you should be making sure that a few more of your friends are either listening or voting in the next round. At the 3 versus 14. So Frank could easily beat out Taylor Swift as a 5 versus 12. But he was easily swept aside here by Bono, The Edge, and U2. With 75% of the vote, they are moving on to the next round. At our three versus six, this is going to be a really tough matchup. There's such different styles of music with uh, Outcast versus U2, and it'll be really interesting to see which way people swing on this one. At our seven versus ten, we have Stevie Wonders fulfilling this as First finale versus number 10, Mumford & Sons' Babble. Upset alert again. Wow. So you all really like folk music. Mumford & Sons is moving on with 71% of the vote. Stevie is left so unfulfilled. I know it's a 7 versus 10, so it's not a massive upset. It just feels like the magnitude of the win is pretty impressive. At our 2 versus 15 seed. Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill versus Bob Dylan Time Out of Mind. You ought to know that Atlantis is moving on. Bob Dylan was set head over feet, garnering only 21% of the vote. No Soy Boy remix. In the chat with some of my friends, uh, there was some real sadness having to vote out Bob Dylan in round one, but Alanis prevails. In the next round, our two versus 10. Will the Mumford love continue, or are they really just a hopeless wanderer versus the might of Alanis Morissette? So there you go. Those are our matchups. Um, into the next round, we have 16 matchups, 32 albums remain. We had a couple of upsets in this round, but I have a feeling that things are about to get real in the next ma- matchup. We have a couple of really tough matches And some hearts are going to start to get broken here. There's a real preference for older music versus modern so far in the vote. When Nora Jones and Taylor Swift go down to older albums, it got pretty evident. Also, our ones and two seeds have really dominated, which isn't too surprising because they're some of the biggest albums of all time. But it might be tough for anything lower than a three seed to even get into the final eight. For artists with more than one album, it was a tough go for most. Adele and Paul Simon escaped unscathed. Taylor Swift went two for three. Frank Sinatra and Stevie Wonder only got one of three albums through. U2 got one out of two. It'll be really interesting to see if we actually get Paul Simon's album up against Simon and Garfunkel's at some point here in the near future. Now we have our second round matchups. What are your favorites? What are you thinking? I have a couple that I'm watching closely. Firstly, in the modern bracket, Simon and Garfunkel versus Billy Joel. That is such a massive round two matchup. We'll really tell you how far either of these two could go. And second, I really like that Outkast versus U2 matchup in the grab bag bracket. Such different styles of music. It's going to be interesting to see what you all prefer. So now we're really into the thick of it. Round two matchups are up. All you need to do is vote. Share the voting link with a few friends. Ask them to vote tell them to check out the pod on discord. Tell me why you don't like the results. What do you like in the results? Are people crazy as you're listening through the pod? If you could drop us a five star or a review on your pod platform, that would actually be really helpful to start spreading the word around this. The link to vote for this is in the description. The link to the playlist for all the songs is still in there too. If you haven't joined our Discord server and want your thoughts on the next podcast, make sure to join up and join the conversation. That link is also in the description. The voting link for this next week will be open until noon Central Time, 1 Eastern Time next Thursday, May 11th. Again, get out there and vote. This week, we'll decide who moves on to the Sweet 16. And next week, I'll really start getting a deeper dive into some of these albums and how they actually won their Grammy. With that, thank you so much for listening been a lot of fun to see this starting to take off even a little bit and I really appreciate your participation and remember you may not like the results but you can't argue with the process if you don't like how things are going the only way to change it is to invite more of your friends with similar music tastes to vote and most of all don't forget to enjoy the madness